0: Hello, and welcome back to <clears throat> Silicon Valley Impact on TEL Radio. This is Roger Royce. I'm your host. Where every week, we bring you stories of people who are making a big social impact, especially here in Silicon Valley. Today's guest, this week's guest, is Jesse Martinez, uh, who has a long list of accomplishments. He's been a delegate to the World Economic Forum in Davos. Uh, he's a co-author. He's a, a founder of Latinx Startup Alliance. Uh, founding investment partner, Resolve Ventures, venture partner at Vamos Ventures, and Hispanic Star Bay Area Hub leader. So, first of all, welcome, Jesse. I'm really glad and excited you could be here to talk with me
1: today. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know, it's uh, such an honor and pleasure. And you know, I was thinking about uh, how far. Back we go, and it was probably like
0: 2012, maybe 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. In fact, I was I was there. I remember when it was Latinx Startup Alliance is just an idea for you. So I saw you start it and build it uh, into the organization it is today.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, it's been uh, you know over 10 years, and now we're working on version 2.0 and really thinking about our next chapter. And uh, what does the next 10 years mean for us? And so for, for the audience, right? So my name is Jesse Martinez. I'm the founder of Latinx Startup Alliance. It's our nonprofit focused on empowering Latino tech founders. It started as a meetup group in 2011. And the, the catalyst for it was really as a personal need for myself. So I was looking to do my second startup in and, and 2010. And those were the early days of community-based organizations providing services for their founders. Uh, so early days, of black founders, Jewish founders and others. And so I'm like, Hey, I'm Latino. I'm in tech. I'm a founder. Let me see what's available for us. Did some Google searches and nothing came up. And, and so I was like, well, how can that be? We're here in the global tech mecca of the world, Silicon Valley, and there's nothing for us. And so uh, we started with six people in the mission district in 2011 It's a meetup group. Fast forward, we've grown over to 1,000 members plus globally. Our mission is still the same. And we we really focus on those early stage founders from pre-seed to Series A and being able to support them on their journey. That's
0: great. Over 1,000 members globally. So you have chapters around the world, I take it? Not chapters. We did have chapters early on. Uh, The lesson learned
1: from chapters being led by uh, fellow founders is when the founders got busy. They disappeared, <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we're looking at uh, hiring staff. So that's part of our, you know, 2.0 next chapter. Of what do we want to do in the next ten years? Is being able to hire full time staff to deliver on the work that we're doing. And as you may know, you know, we've seen a number of more founders, Latinx founders, more Latinx led funds, more Latinx investors in the ecosystem. So more capital uh, from people that look like us uh which has been you know really awesome and amazing and you know certainly warms my heart long time in the making though but uh you know we've taken those first steps and looking forward to participating and you know helping to grow that ecosystem
0: yeah you know so back in the early days i remember that you used to do events um, and you'd bring the community out, and uh, people. I mean, just building the community. Can you talk a little bit more about the actual service that the group provides. Is it does it match founders with investors? Does it provide mentorship? Does it make connections, or just or just networking?
1: Yeah, well, it's a little bit of everything you just mentioned, and and then some. And so we spend a lot of time working with the founders and understanding where they are. And it really starts with a conversation and from there a pitch deck. And so how far along are they in their journey uh, in the work that they're doing as a startup founder? So being able to establish that baseline to see where they are and what type of uh, tools and resources do they need. And then ultimately, it's being able to make those warm introductions to investors that we know in our ecosystem.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, and I know you're in San Francisco today uh, and you started this in, in the Bay Area. That's really surprising. There wasn't something like this when you started it, because I guess my perception is that there is a very, very large Latin population here,
1: right? Right. And, and so, yeah, so that's why I was, you know, left scratching my head, but, you know, here we are you know, 10 yeah. years later and the need is just as, just, just in even more demand because of more founders that are, you know, that are starting to enter the ecosystem and so uh, uh-huh. right more tools more resources and so helping point them in the right direction server so it's like hey i need to come up with a cap table okay well here go to Carta. they have this new free service hey yeah. i need to incorporate my company well who are the lawyers you know who are, what are the tools and resources and then oh i want to apply to yc you know, who do you know that can provide some feedback and guidance as we go through that process? So it's, it's a wide spectrum. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then I think the biggest thing is being able to evaluate and understand these pitch decks from the founders and help them. Because uh, as you know, right, these are mission critical when you start thinking about introductions and being able to tell your story in 10 to 13 pages.
0: Yeah, yeah no, no kidding. So what would you say the environment's like right now? I mean, there's a lot of demand, but I hear there's a lot of money in the system too these days for new startups. There's a lot of money. There's certainly more capital, uh, which is awesome. But it's still,
1: uh, I mean, it's still competitive, right? At the end of the day, we always go back to, you know, what is the traction that you have, right? So assuming you have the market fit, the team, then, they go, and then it comes into, okay, well, what kind of traction do you have today? And then why is today the right time? And so being able to answer those two, you know, latter questions is really essential.
0: That's a really good, I've heard VC say that too. You know, it's why you and why now, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like so many of these startups, they don't really understand how to get inside the minds of the investor. Uh, So I'm sure it's especially helpful uh, to have a group like yours, to have them focus on questions like that.
1: It is. And, and, you know, um, you know, you might've noticed this too, right? So over the years, you know, startup had one connotation and then over the years it's become more of a gray gray area. And so before, in terms of startup, we we thought of tech startups, but now startup becomes, has become more general. And so now you have to really understand, okay, well, what type of startup is it, right? Is it tech led or tech enabled? Uh, is it a food tech startup, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we have these different um, areas of uh, industries and classifications And then what makes it challenging for the founders is just identifying who are the right investors that I should be talking to.
0: Yeah, that I have a personal interest in. I mean, not only just startups, but also on the food and ag side. And because I do a lot of ag tech, that's where I've seen probably the most uh, Latino-led startups. Uh, And especially because people don't know, I know you know this, but most people don't know what a huge agricultural industry Mexico has. And how far advanced they are in the, agri- in, in the technical side of that. Uh, they're doing things right across the border in um, and, and, and technical agriculture that uh, are just cutting edge state of the art. Uh, and so we're seeing people from that industry with tech backgrounds uh, returning to agriculture. Am I right about that? Have you seen that too?
1: Yeah, that's true, uh, Roger. And you know we want to learn more about those startups because when we think about you know, food tech, climate tech, right? So how are these industries affecting the climate as well? And then, you know, most recently, uh, you know, the big, big word ESG, right? Environmental. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and so with ESG, you know, it's been, you know, it's, it's coming from, you know, JP Morgan's, Morgan Stanley's, right? Goldman Sachs, all the way down to angel investors and impact funds. And so how do we How do we help support those entrepreneurs? Yeah,
0: and not even impact funds. Pretty much every fund now is concerned about ESG. They've got their ESG questionnaires and they want to see policies. Uh, But but I got to believe also the time might be good for you just because of the push towards diversity. Uh, And that's everywhere. It's in the venture capital industry. Uh, Funds want to invest in, in companies with diverse founders. Uh, or make diverse investments. Have you seen that as well? Have, is there a wave there that that you're able to ride? We have, you know, um, you know, just from the Latinx perspective,
1: you know, we have about, you know, six, seven Latina GPs. So, you know, running their own funds, which is really awesome. In addition, you know I'm sorry,
0: NGPs, non-governmental central GPs. So um, general partners. Oh, sorry.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so, and then also just seeing, you know, I'm a venture partner at Vamos Ventures, which is a $50 million fund, fund number one, focused on diverse founders, but a a big focus on Latinx founders here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, you're seeing these funds being uh, created and funded. And then, you know, you see a lot of, uh, you know, some of our work in my other uh, venture, Resolve Ventures, is looking at later stage companies, Uh, and focusing on diversity allocations. Mm. How do we work with the founders to say, okay, as you raise a future round, how about bringing some diverse LPs to your cap table? And so, you know, often we're not invited to those um, opportunities. And sometimes you're squeezed out by a Sequoia or a Tiger Global, Oh, right? And so we're starting to plant those seeds. We started that last year. We just did our first deal, working on our second one. And so we'll continue to do these we're using SPVs under uh, Flow, the Flow platform uh-huh. being able to run this series and so Flow has
0: been tremendous in their support and the work that they're doing. I see well, that makes sense. I mean when we think about um, diversity, we think about investing in you know uh, companies that are founded by minority founders, but I hadn't thought of it from the other side. How about making those opportunities available to everybody and not just the big top-tier venture capitalists here in Silicon Valley? Exactly. So I'm sorry to hear you're getting squeezed out of some of them, but I'm <laughs> you know, glad you're getting in on some of those deals.
1: I know. Well, it wasn't even a conversation we had or entertained. And so we've seen that change just over the past couple of years. And so there was a friend of ours that started the diversity writer, uh, Alex over Act One Ventures in L.A., and that was a pledge by founders and VCs, mostly VCs, to make that commitment to include diverse LPs in future fundraising rounds. Diverse, I got to make a note of that. That's
0: interesting.
1: Diversity, right? A- yeah. And then our other friends, uh, I guess a byproduct of, of that is the Cat Table Coalition, which is a coalition of diverse LPs. There's probably about 500 members. And so what they do is they go out proactively and solicit deals and then champion those deals that they see fit for the group. And then they help bring diverse LPs uh, to the cap table as well.
0: I see. Well, that's a new one. That's quite an initiative. I mean, that's probably the best way to accomplish equity, right? Just making free enterprise opportunities available. Mm -hmm. Um, What else are you seeing that's really hot? You mentioned food and ag. Are you getting into some some of the new and exciting things? NFTs, crypto, AI, AR. Yeah, you know. Um,
1: well, I've been a big champion of AR, VR, and uh, and then most recently Web three. So being able oh. to take a deep dive on Web three, and you know, going down that rabbit hole, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's been fun. But you know, as you know, it moves so fast. I mean, it moves every day. Um, and you know, the great thing is that the train is still there. The train is still at the station. So we're in the early stages, so there's still lots of room for opportunity for founders and investors. And so for me, you know, I'm super fascinated by DAOs. And so, you know, being able to create an investment DAO to help invest in these Web3 companies. And that's probably my my latest project that I'm dabbling in is, hey, let's bring together some uh, Latinx GPs, create this investment DAO. And that investment DAO is going to focus on Web3 Latinx led startups.
0: That's really come along. You know, Wyoming allows you to create an LLC that's a DAO. So you get the limited liability protections of, of governance, of, of, of corporate structure, but you also have the governance, uh, you know, code is law structure of a DAO. So I think we're going to see a lot more of those in the future. I think
1: so. I mean, it's, it's a new wave. And then just being able to talk about DAOs and what that allows you as a member, right, to buy in to these organizations or investment opportunities, and then having these tokens that therefore allow you to vote on you know, what's priority you know, rules, regulations, et cetera. And it's so fascinating. I think the one that I've seen most, um, oh, what's the word? Um, I guess highly architected is the Orange Dow
0: by YC. Um, so Jesse, you started the Startup Alliance out here in Silicon Valley. You've been around for more than 10 years. You've done some big things, but I understand you're making a move. Big move uh, out of state. Uh, tell us about that.
1: I am. I am, Roger. You know, so my hometown is Houston, born and raised. Uh, my mom's still there. And so in 2019, I made a commitment to spend more time with my mom. But in addition to that, I also had the honor and pleasure of meeting a delegation at the Salesforce Tower from Houston. And so the conversation was around, hey, Houston's being is going to commit to tech. We know we're late to the game. We've been so focused on oil, gas, and energy over the years but we're finally going to do this. Um, and so that led to, oh, perhaps we should think about considering making Houston our new headquarters for Latinx Startup Alliance. So we've made that commitment to do so. We'll officially launch here in 2022. We had a couple of false starts because of COVID, which is okay, but uh, we'll be there uh, starting uh, in March. And so March will kick it off by being at South, by South and Southwest and then start... With what you mentioned earlier doing uh, monthly programming right building that community and bringing people together and again just starting like we did here
0: yeah yeah um, so you're launching about the t- same time as South by. Well, that's that's interesting timing. Uh, you know, when you talk about energy in Houston, we have a Houston office, of course, and it's energy and healthcare seem to be in real estate, the big industries. Right. But energy is now a very techno tech enabled industry, isn't it? I mean, I'm seeing so much energy tech now: uh, solar, geothermal, right. wind. Um, and then, and it goes along with climate tech that you were talking about sequestration mm-hmm. of carbon, et cetera. So, I, I got the, I have the feeling that Houston is going to be a real hub for energy tech startups. Don't you think?
1: I think so. In addition, we also talk about med tech. So, Texas, Houston has the Texas Medical Center, which is you know world renowned, and so yeah. there's been a lot of med tech startups. Unfortunately, they don't get the buzz that you know traditional startups do, but you know they've been in that space for quite some time. And so we'll see that so the ecosystem continue to grow. You know, we're gonna be part of a new innovation innovation hub called the, the ION. And so the ION's almost 300,000 square feet. And so it's about six stories and currently houses Microsoft on a sixth floor, Chevron Technology Ventures. They have a makers hub that they just launched. Uh, there's a co-working space called Common Desk which just got acquired by WeWork. And so that's where we're going to house Latinx Startup Alliance. And that's where we'll host our events and any you know gatherings that we put together. And At the
0: ION, are you going to actually have co-work space available?
1: We are. We are. Yeah. We are. And so one of the great things for the founders is on that lower level of the ION, uh, founders will be able to come in and uh, work for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. And so we're excited about having providing that opportunity, right? Providing the space providing access to bandwidth and access to you know peers and others. And so that's going to be a
0: big perk that the ION has committed to and being able to support founders there at the ION. That's great. And then you're also, do you have like a formal program, like an accelerator or incubator with mentors and advisors and possible funding paths? Uh,
1: nothing official. I mean, just the things that we've been doing as Latinx Startup Alliance over the years. I see. You know, we do have an accelerator that's one of our partners that's also co-located in the Ion, Div Inc. So it's a diversity accelerator. They uh-huh. started out in Houston, I'm sorry, in Austin, and they've expanded to uh, Houston. Uh-huh. So Preston James uh-huh. is, is uh, the lead for that, and uh, they've been supporting uh-huh. diverse founders for, for many years. So, You've got
0: real strong connections here in Silicon Valley. It feels like you're sort of building a bridge as well between Houston and the Valley, because, you know, let's let's be honest, most of the money is here, right? Is. <laughs> so I know startups from all over the world come to this Valley looking for investors, and they, again, they find that investment. You know, if they got something hot enough, is that part of your strategy, maybe?
1: It is. It is. It's, yeah. it's being able to build that bridge. And so... And then the other thing around building bridges is building a bridge to LATAM. So Houston is very central and it's mm-hmm. a big connector to Mexico and some mm-hmm. of the other LATAM countries. And so how do we position the ION to be cre- to create and, and provide a soft landing for those LATAM startups coming into the US?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm guessing that's also kind of a, it's a port city as well, right? So it's a, probably a natural market uh, for worldwide expansion. And what I know about Houston, um, other than Gillies, uh, is that it's a very international city, right? It
1: is. (laughs) Gillies, that's too funny. Yeah, besides the mosquitoes, the heat, the humidity, (laughs) it's the fourth largest city, diverse cuisine, right? Some incredible food. And then you have the Texas barbecue, which is so awesome. And uh, yeah, and then just culturally, there's so many different events. Uh, And so it's it's a great city. So we're really looking forward to being a part of it. And help them no. contribute, not only to Houston, but also the state of Texas.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of lot of Californians are now in Texas. In fact, we're going to convert Texas into California if
1: this keeps <laughs> up, I think. Eventually. Well, they said it turned purple, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
0: wish you the best of luck with that. I'll definitely be watching, you know, from, from the West Coast, uh, your progress out there, and uh, we'll have a lot of interest in it. I want to thank you for being here today, Jesse. This is Roger Royce on Silicon Valley Impact. Tel Radio. We've been talking with Jesse Martinez in the Latin X Startup Alliance and all of the projects that he's been working on. Thanks again for being here. Thank you, audience. And Thank you, Roger. All righty, And we'll see you all next time.